With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Should be a button probably at the bottom left to unmute it. If it's muted. Should be at the bottom left hand side. Should be able to unmute it. Like down there maybe. I don't know where it's at on the phone, but you got to like choose to unmute. I can't, I can't hear you yet. You on the phone? Should be like an unmute button at probably at the bottom left. Hello? Gotcha. Oh. Cool. cool, yeah. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Oh, man. Ain't nothing to it, bro. Ready to get it in. Yeah, this is going to be good, man. Um, so, I mean, how, how does this work? I mean, uh, you going to ask me some questions? or Yeah. On this, or? Yeah, well, um... I'll ask you questions. I'll try to, you know, just keep asking you little details about your story. And, you know, the main thing to do is just to kind of just take time to tell your story. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't know how many interviews you've done, but just, just, just talk. You know? 
<laughs> yeah, just talk, you know. Um, so I got, I got some facts um, uh, that I have that have to do with, you know, sexual assault and abuse. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, I kind of give uh, listeners an idea uh, of what's really going on out there, the scope of it. You know, yeah. it's just a couple things, but it's something. Um, so, no, man, I, I'm excited. I'm ready to do this. Uh, I think it's important. Mm-hmm. You know? um, uh, are you? Are you no, we're not live yet. No. Are you at? A, are you at a spot where you won't be disturbed, like people coming in and out and stuff? Right. Yeah, I am. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Let's see. Can you see me okay on there? Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Um, it'd be better if you can if you can pick it up higher, like almost eye level, or even like if you can put it on like a table or a counter or something, versus looking down. Yeah, so so basically when I when I ask you questions and stuff, it's pretty much just like a setup for you to start talking. Like um I'll ask you little details or whatever and usually in the interview when you're interviewing somebody, yes or no questions aren't usually the best. It's like almost yeah. like a like 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 I'm gonna set you up to kind of give some more detail just to go into it. So yeah, don't you know what I'm saying? Don't don't, don't I feel like you're talking too much or whatever, you know, just it's your it's your platform pretty much, you know, I'm just kinda facilitating everything and we'll have a conversation about it I'll, you know I, I've, I've struggled in that area too man so uh i'll be able to chime in and stuff too so it'll be awesome yeah. uh, hopefully some people get healing from it too yeah man. i got the phone lines opened up too just in case anybody wants to call in any of your people or whatnot so just let, let people hey, uh, know let me uh let me get this door closed real quick all right yeah Check, check, one, two. Check, check, one, two. All right, I'm going to get a re- quick recording check and check my vocal. One, two, three, check. True Seeker, go ahead and check yours. Uh, one, two, three, check. One, two, one, two. All right, let me listen back to it. Yeah, I think we're good. All right, so um, <laughs> we got some people already waiting. All right, so we'll we'll just start talking about it. Um, just kind of introduce yourself. Um, we ain't got to go deep as soon as we start. We could just kind of do it small ch- small chat, and then um, once we kind of go into it. Um, you know, we're going to set the problem, cause, and then solution, how you came out of it and how other people can too. You know what I'm saying? So we'll do okay. that. And, we, you know, we got an hour or whatever the case is, so we got plenty of time to build and do backstory and stuff like that. So. All right. Well, um, I'm going to click go live. Um, 
you won't be able to hear the intro. The intro will play for about a minute and a half. And then uh, I'll just I'll start talking and do my little intro spiel and then bring you in and we'll um, just start talking. So your, um, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Dothridge. Dothridge, yeah. Dothridge, okay. Just make sure. All right, cool, cool. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and go live now. And uh, like I said, it'll be about a minute and a half of, of silence. So there we go. Yo, what's happening, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, True Seeker. We're back with another exciting episode of the True Seeker podcast. So we have an awesome show planned for you guys tonight. Uh, everybody joining us over in the chat room on Facebook land. Everybody hanging out on YouTube, watching live. People who are listening to this on the podcast end, everybody wants to know how to catch a live podcast, how to call in. Um, I broadcast live on YouTube. So if you're listening to the audio version, Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel there. You get the alerts when we go live so you guys can call in. Be a part of the show. The phone number will be in the description, scrolling across the bottom. All that good stuff. If you guys would like to call in, add to the conversation, or share your stories as well, we we'll definitely um, make that available for you guys. As always, I got to say a huge thank you to everybody who is supporting my work via Patreon month to month. Um, anywhere from a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars a month, you get access to exclusive content if you head on over to patreon.com backslash truthseeker we got unreleased music over there um special uh patreon only facebook group um a bunch of cool features over there and that's just to say thank you for everyone who is supporting 
uh, all my new work is just being released over there. I get uh, messages all the time. People want to know, when am I coming out with new music? When you're coming out with a new album? Well, there's already a bunch of new music out and it's uploaded on patreon.com. So head on over there, patreon.com backslash TrueSeeker. Become a member and uh, get some cool, cool rewards. Unlock some cool unreleased music that nobody's heard, only the patrons. It means a lot. I'm doing this full time now. Uh, the podcast is free to consume, but it's not free to produce. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart, everybody who is supporting over there. You guys mean the world to me and my family. Um, tonight's show, um, we, we touch on all kinds of topics on here, man. We just like to cover truth. I don't like to deal with conspiracy theories too much anymore. I mean, I, that kind of was one of the things that kind of woke me up to start digging about the government and start digging about different topics at hand that were being lied to by, by different sources, religious uh, systems and the government and all these people, teachers and stuff. And I don't really get into theories anymore. So I, I get messages from people who want to come on and talk about the Las Vegas shooter and all the, all of this kind of stuff that we can't really prove, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to help us. And uh, no matter what kind of theories or whatever's going on with that kind of stuff, it, I don't think it's going to help us out in our life. And I like to deal with the stuff that's tangible stuff that's applicable to our lives. That's going to help us be better people better fathers, better friends, better husbands, but better coworkers, all that kind of stuff. So spirituality and things that you can apply to your everyday life. And so that's what we try to cover here. And uh, in and out of that is so much stuff, so many different topics that I believe fit in with the agenda that I push, which is love, peace, joy, and understanding and, and what can make your ride just a little bit easier, a little bit more comfortable, help you enjoy life. And, uh, and even, overcome obstacles. And I think tonight, that's what we're going to be talking about, overcoming obstacles, uh, tragedy, triumph, hope, victory, peace, joy. Um, a lot of people go through life, man, and they hit rock bottom. And I've been at my rock bottom once or twice. And the thing that kind of blows my mind is when people hit rock bottom, uh, just pain and heartache and things like that and drug addiction and stuff, and they stay there. Like, I don't see how people do it, man. They, they're able to stay at rock bottom. But tonight, we're going to talk to somebody who was at that place and who got up off the floor with uh, help from above. So um, without further ado, I'm going to welcome our guest tonight, which is Chris Dutheridge. What's up, my brother? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, before we start off, man, can we, can we get a little bit of a prayer in? Yeah, totally, uh, bro. For the listeners? Yes, yes. Um, dear Heavenly Father, uh, we just come to you right now. Father, we, we're just seeking your guidance, Father. I ask that you open up these airways, Father, and that you open up the, the hearts, Father, for anybody that might be struggling in these areas, Father. I ask, Father, that you just begin to break the, the, the bondage uh, off of them, Father. Uh, Father, we know that Satan is, is a liar, Uh we know that he's, he's only here to kill, steal, and destroy. Father, tonight I just I just ask that you speak through me, Father, and that I I just ask, Father, that that my words be of you and not of myself, Father. Father, that that you just uh, allow me the, the the platform to to reach the ears that that need to hear and open the eyes that need to be open, Father. Uh, we see all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's nothing more powerful than that, man. The prayer and the spoken word coming from a place of humility and honesty. Nothing to prove, no agenda, 
but just coming from just this place of brokenness and place of wanting to see people healed and want to see people transform. There's nothing more powerful than that. Uh, the scripture say the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. Like that's a fact, man. That the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. Isn't that something that when we pray that we can believe that, that we're not just begging God or petitioning God, but that we know that he hears us when we pray, when we pray. And if we pray according to his will, uh, his promises are yes and amen. They're already done. And so we just go forth and establish that, man. So, dude, thanks so much for opening up with prayer. Um, everybody knows that the phone lines are open. If anybody needs prayer, we'll be opening up the phone lines at the end, man. If anybody needs a word of encouragement, definitely call in and we will do that, man. We, we love each and every one of you guys and we believe in you. So tonight we're going to get kind of deep. We're going to, we're going to touch on some things that, um, you know, pe- people talk about them, but they're kind of afraid to. And so, so many people have, have struggled and have dealt with uh, sexual abuse, abuse, molestation and things like that. And um, most people um, hold it in and, uh, and strongholds start to form in their mind and their thought patterns, even as a young age, you know, uh, questioning whether if their, you know, their sexuality, their sexual preference, you know, they were touched at a young age when their mind was forming by an uncle or a family member or a neighbor. And it, it messes, it messes with you, man. So we want to go into your story, man, because I know that's a big part, man, but I'm gonna let you go ahead and, and start wherever you want, just to kind of tell the people who you are, man, while you're here. All right. Uh, my name is, uh, well, obviously, you guys know, my name is Christopher Dethridge. Um, you know, I, I'd just like to start off by, by saying that, um, you know, it, it, this subject goes deeper than, than the, the action of, of, the, of the perpetrator or uh, anybody who have, um, might have harmed you in, in any sexual way, uh, being young or, or older. This goes back to... Uh, you know, Ephesians, uh, I think it starts at uh, Ephesians 6.12 says, uh, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against uh, demonic forces in, in, in high places, uh, heavenly hosts. So, I mean, I just want, you know, what, what I'm going to touch on tonight is, it, it's pretty deep, man. Um, you know, I was four years old um, when I started being severely sexually abused and not only uh was that but you know my mother she she uh when i would we would we would tell her what was going on um she would call us a liar uh, so the one person that that i needed to look to for help um you know denied me you know and, and not even knowing who god was at that time i was still calling out for for someone to help you know um you know, it, it's it's pretty sad. You know, the the devil used my mom would go to church, uh, and this guy would uh, he would do it to us. My my stepfather he would do it to us twice a week. Um, you know, only while she was at church. So early on, you know, um, Satan starts attacking us from from the from the beginning. Um, you know, he. He wants to, I, I remember my mom coming to me uh, around that time, almost about when it was over, and she woke me up out of my sleep and told me that a, a demon had came to her and had told her that he was going to uh, to try and kill us, that he was going to split up our family, um, that we would just be, be lost, that he was just going to destroy everything. Um, and every every bit of that happened. 
But, you know, I think that um, because of it going on for so long, it's went on for three years. You know, it's uh, something very violent, something very demonic. Um, this guy, I mean, I'm talking, you know, am I okay to be blunt as I want? Yeah, yeah, you're good, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, because I, I think it's important. I, you know, I, I don't, you know, it's pretty graphic. So, you know, forgive me if I offend anybody. But, uh, you know, being four years old and, and, and getting my, my manhood took to, to the point to where my mother would, uh, you know, she, she'd come in and she'd ask me to sit down and I, and I couldn't, you know, because I, I hurt so, so bad back there. Um, this guy was making me give him, you know, oral sex. Uh, there was penetration. Um, so, I mean, this is some pretty, some pretty evil stuff. You know, I know that in his family, um, this man that I'm talking about, this was something that happened and went on for gener- you know, uh, generations. You know, I think the Bible does talk about generational curses. Um, but I mean, um, you know, not only that, but, it, you know, he, he used manipulation tactics on us to keep us where he wanted us. Um, you know, he would, uh, he would tell us if anybody said anything that, you know, that, that he was going to kill our mother. Um, you know, he would, uh, go as far as to use, uh, love, you know, but, you know, one thing I want to stress, you know, I talk about this, you know, and I talk about the evil behind it, but I want to stress the importance of forgiveness in this matter. Um, it's very important. The only way that I'm actually able to be able to come out and talk about this is by having uh, found a forgiving heart uh, to go in and, and forgive this man. You know, um, he'll face his judgment day when he sees the Lord. You know, I mean, I, I can't, I can't expect to be forgiven over the things that I've done in my life unless I'm ready to forgive him as well. Um, you know, my mom, this guy, when I was seven years old, this went on for three years. When I was seven years old, my mother, uh, I'm sorry, not my mother, but my brother decided to tell the school. And, you know, I thank God for that every day uh, because if it wouldn't have been for his courage, I probably wouldn't have had to have, have the courage. I remember sitting in school on uh, that very day and sitting there um, just broken inside, man, very scared, didn't want to go back home. Um, and right before they called me to the office, I remember thinking, you know, when is this going to end? You know how how long is this is is this going to go on before you know something stops it? So already even in that for it going on three years, um, my questioning God began there. You know the devil wanted to lie, he wanted to come in and say, you know, if there's a God, you know, how can He allow this to happen? Which which is you know a, a, that's a lot of people's questions these days. You know they 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 want to know you know if there's a God, why why is there so much chaos in the world. Why are all these things happening? When, when really, you know, uh, you know, after Adam and Eve, uh, we were all born into sin. You know, we were all given free will. So it wasn't, it wasn't that that God didn't uh, allow this. It was the fact that this man had God nowhere in him or around him. You know, so I mean, 
I mean, it, it, it goes very deep. Uh, so at seven, my brother, I'm sorry if I'm bouncing around a little bit, but my brother told the school, um, I finally got some closure on that. They went and arrested the man. Um, and there started uh, another journey in itself, you know, because uh, we started going to court. Um, this guy was bold enough to take it to trial. Wow. Instead of just accepting, instead of just accepting the fact that that he did this and took his punishment, you know. So I not only did I have to go through that, but I was made to relive the whole thing all over again mm. yeah. by sitting uh, sitting on the stand and and pointing this man out and having to look him in the face and, and and totally go over everything that happened during that three years, you know. You know, I have a I have a brother who who is totally lost, man. Right now, he uh, he was one of the ones that it had happened to. Um, matter of fact, whenever my stepfather was done with me, he would make me go outside and call my brother inside. And me knowing, you know, walking out there and having this, you know, can't even sit down and play because I was hurting back there so bad. Um, have to tell my brother you know, that, that is his turn to go in, you know, and that, that has deeply affected me throughout my whole life. Um, you know, <laughs> Satan has in, in this all the way through, bro, because, you know, from there, from, from having my mother not believe me to, uh, building up all this hate and resentment that I had towards him, not only him, but, uh, the government for how they handle things, which I'll get into uh, a little later. But, you know, I was sitting there, um, I was sitting there at the trial and it was so hard, man. It was so hard to, to have to, to tell this to my mother, uh, who was sitting there as well, who, who still was, uh, who still had this, this guy's back on this. Like she, she didn't leave him. She stayed with him. Matter of fact, my mother is still with this man today. Wow. You know, she, she stayed with this man, um, while he went to prison. Uh, he only got two and a half years, uh, got convicted for both me and my brother. Um, he only got two and a half years on that. Um, when he got out, I was, uh, I was almost 10, I think. And, um, my mother, she, she asked me, or I came to her and I asked her if I could leave because she had told me that he was going to, or she was going to let him back into the house, that she wanted him to come home, you know, and, and that right there, I, I, I don't know how, you know, it, it, it's a sad thing because, um, well, first of all, I had asked her if I could leave, um, she looked at me and she said, well, you can probably take care of your, yourself better than I can right now anyways. How, um, so how, I left. How, how old was you, 12? Was you 12, at, around 12 at the uh, time? 10, no, I was at, uh, 10 years old when you got Damn. out. Wow. Oh, okay, so, dang. Yeah. So, so I left, man. I left and um, I found a home in the streets, you know. Um I found a false family out there, uh, which, you know, Satan's hand in that again. Um, I fell, I, I, I got into, uh, into gang and did a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff, man, that, that I can't take back now. Um, 
but it, it pushed me towards a, a false family. You know what I mean? Instead of, uh, you know, and you're probably wondering, well, where were social services and, and and everybody in this, you know? Like, how does a 10-year-old go live on the streets? Well, it happened. You know what I mean? Uh, people slipped through the cracks. Once he, he got out of prison and uh, parole started checking on him, CPS went away. Uh, CPS is Child Protective Services, for those who don't know, out here in California. Um, but, uh, you know, so so right there, even that, with my, mo- with my mom telling me it's okay to leave and, and really choosing him over her children uh, devastated me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really mad at, at God. Um, you know, I began there... Um, creating this false identity for myself, not understanding, um, you know, what, what Jesus did on the cross for me, you know, not understanding the, the, the cup he drank, man, to, to, to make me free from all this, you know, I mean, had I had a little, had had a little better direction, um, who knows, you know, things go, you know, I I was saying, I, I lived on the streets for years, um, before a family took me in, um, a lady named Sandy, um, rest in peace, she's dead now. Um, you know, with her, I, she really showed me what a mom is supposed to be like. And I, and, and there I found a, a little bit of comfort in, in having a little bit of family. And I, I stayed with her, um, with her family until I was about 18, 18 years old when I, when I uh, got convicted of my first felony. Um, but from there, like I was saying, you know, I started creating this, uh, this tough guy image. Um, you know, uh, it was me against, you know, like Fox says, me against the world. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't like the, you know, I didn't like cops or anything because I felt like they, they didn't do enough to, uh, prevent him from even going back into the home, man. I mean, how, how does that happen? Yeah. You know, my poor brothers and sister, my sister, you know, they had to, to live with that. I was strong enough, you know, or, or God seemed fit to set me apart from that. So I didn't have to continue in, in living in that. Um, but I, I think about it every day, you know, my, my sister now, she, She's barely coming around and talking to me about her abuse whenever I had no idea that she was being abused either, you know, and, um, you know, it wasn't until later that she, she came out with this, you know, um, you know, my sister is my, is my best friend right now. She, you know, she's my rock. I love her to death. Um, but it's sad, man. Like I, I really don't have any contact with my brothers. My brother, uh, is so far out there right now that, it's going to take God's hand to, to bring him back. You know, he has a problem to where he, he takes all of his doors off in the house. Um, I take it because he's afraid to be behind closed doors, you know, but I mean, you know, I have to ask God to intercede and, and, and do something there because I mean, I know that he's broken and I know where it's coming from. Um, but yeah, man, I, 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 from there, I caught my first felony. I started selling drugs, uh, pretty heavy, man. By the time I was 18, um, I don't want to, you know, put any any names out there, but uh, um, I worked for 
you know, a couple of large organizations um, to where I would, I would mill drugs back, you know, back into the States and, and things like that. Um, you know, so, and, and then uh, I think uh, 19, I, I did my first uh, prison term. Um, I did two of them. Um, and there would be the only place that, that I would really have a chance to um, sit back and have a chance to to get with God. Um, and, you know, like the, I forget which, which verse it is, but... Uh, you know, if if the seed's not planted on on solid ground, you know, if if the seed falls to a, a rocky ground, the the devil comes and steals it. Mm-hmm. So I was never able ever able to really fully um, accept Christ into to my life to where I had to the re, the repentance of, in my heart to to go ahead and, and turn around and and do a 360 on it. It seemed like I could only get halfway, and then the devil would come and, and, and rob me from that. Um, you know, excuse me, I, I, the subject's a little tough, tough you know, but, uh, you know, I, I think God really, um, really is working with me, and he's trying to, uh, trying to, Trying to get it out to where that men, you know, I see one of the problems I see men have a really hard time talking about this, um, you know, and women too. But I'm trying to focus in, uh, mainly on the men because I am a man, you know. Um, I, I know I'm a man, <laughs> um, you know, just because that that happened to me at, at that age doesn't make me any less of a man. Um, you know, I'm a child of God. Um, and I truly believe that it hasn't worked for me, but it's so hard for, for men to come out on this issue and, and, and go ahead and talk about it, not realizing that without talking about it, without without it, you know, asking Jesus to come in and to, uh, and to help them in their lives, um, you know, we, we, we hold on to it. Um, it loses its power when we talk about it. Um, this issue... It's so important because I know there's so many people out there who who are hurting and don't know how to come out and talk about this, who who just hold it inside, not realizing that that that's the bondage that Satan has on their lives. Like you know, all this stuff. It, it took me, you know, started uh, selling selling. Well, let me can I go back just a little bit? Um, at the age of ten, I started selling. I started selling drugs. I started selling. I started pushing for guys in the neighborhood that that would see me out in the streets. And then, you know, I don't know how to really say this, but they would try to help me out. I guess uh, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. Um, you know what I mean. Uh, but I would make a little bit of money from doing a little route real quick or whatever. Um, and, and I did that. To survive, uh, as well as uh, GTAs, car thefts, robbery, whatever I had to do, um, you know, and, and I let that, I let those things become who I am. I let these tattoos become who I am. 
to try to to try to put up this facade of, of of me being somebody who I really wasn't, man, because I was really broken inside and I was scared and I've always been, I'll say it, man, uh, like a scared little boy inside, just just trying to, um, just trying to trying to make it look like I was tough on the outside so nobody could see the pain yeah. inside. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people do, doing that, and I've heard a few people talk about that with the weightlifting community as well, like trying to build up this big, hard, tough shell that you can't get through because, you know, on the inside, they're these frail little little boys, essentially. And uh, talk about, like, um, that w- when that trauma happens to you at, at that early age, that mentally we, we're kind of stuck there, like we never get to get past it, and we're always living from that point of pain. And uh, they even talk about like a, like a lot of people who 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 like you. We talked about before the show, people who are in incarcerated, you know, and who have had a lot of this stuff has happened to them, and they haven't been able to talk about it or vent. And it shows that they're weak. It shows that they're vulnerable. Oh, you let somebody do that to you, really? You let somebody do that, and it gets into this this weird stuff. And, and men build up build up this wall where they don't want nobody to see them as weak or as vulnerable. Um, honestly, man, I had some stuff happen to me when I was a kid as well, and um, we just buried the person uh, last week, I think it was, or the week before. I went to his funeral, not not because of him, but because I have family members who who were you know what I'm saying mourning the loss of their father. And I went not to support him or to rejoice, but it's just it was just a weird a weird feeling to be there, and that that chapter had been over, and I had to get healing as well and 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 my story is very similar to yours with dealing with childhood wounds, childhood trauma, and when you talk about the mom issue, like there was a lot of stuff that I had to deal with when i when I came to christ um dealing with deliverance and dealing with um I, I'll just try to quickly set up this little story, man. Like I had a lot of stuff going on with my mom. My mom told me I was stupid. I overheard her say I was an accident. She didn't mean to have me and all just little, little stuff like that. And it, it does something to you, man, as a kid to hear this stuff. And then your mom picking the boyfriends over you and just little stuff. It builds up. And uh, there was a guy who was, uh, he was abusing us and my mom physically and mentally not not sexually though but um my mom would take his side he would he would get so pilled up and drunk and just say weird stuff to us and to my sister and say he's gonna kill us and my mom would laugh and like take his side and it was like it was demonic how like i would look over at my mom and my mom was smirking while this guy was jumping our butt you know in some weird drunken stupor you know and it it did something to me as a kid. I'm looking like, what the heck is, why is my mom doing that? And, um, and then I remember as I became a Christian and, and I just prayed a lot, got into scriptures a lot. We, we prayed for one another. We, we loved getting in the presence of the Holy spirit and just in that fellowship with the Holy spirit. I was cutting grass one day and I'm cutting my yard, mowing the yard and I'm praying the whole time, you know, my mind somewhere else. I'm, I'm doing this strenuous work, but my mind is somewhere else, you know? And, um, and I felt the I felt the Lord tell me, God, the Holy Spirit say, uh, you got a demon. And I was like, I never even heard of anything like this. And I'm cutting the grass. You got a demon. It's like, what kind of okay, God, if this is you, what is it? What's what's going on? Uh, because of your mom. And I went back to that place and seeing the visions of my mom. 
It's like, wow, there was some type of stronghold entity came through through the actions that my mom was doing as her having this authoritative um, figure over me and having influence in my life and stuff. And I resented my mom. I, I don't know if I hated my mom, but I, it wasn't a good relationship. And I remember going to a prayer meeting and um, praying about it and asking, pulled some people to the side and said, hey, I was praying and I felt like God told me I had a demon. I don't know what to do. Will y'all pray for me? Pulled me to the room on the side. They started praying. And uh, I immediately started convulsing. I started screaming at the top of my lungs, crying. I don't know where it came from. Um, they started praying for me. They said, okay, we may see a manifestation. We may see something happen. And I thought, I thought a demon was going to jump out of my body and run down the hallway, like off of the movies, you know. I didn't know what to expect. And they started praying. I started convulsing. Bro I broke down, locked up. And uh, they tried, they prayed for me for like three hours straight, man. I was screaming. The blood blisters in my face was was busting. And I had like big red whelps and like I busted under my skin, dude. And I had like I had chicken pox and stuff. And it was like three hours and they were just, in the name of Jesus, come out, come out. And they could, it wouldn't leave. It was intense. They're yelling at me. They got the Bible on my forehead trying to cast out a demon and they can't. So it was about one in the morning and they they we're all exhausted. I'm on the ground. I can barely breathe at times. I'm crying. Uh, they call a pastor and say, hey, uh, he's over here. He's got a demon. We can't cast it out. Can you come by here and help? The pastor comes over. He sits down on the couch in front of me. I'm laying on the floor exhausted and I'm crying still. He said, uh, he said Derek, do you want to let this thing go? Say yeah, and I, I don't even know the guy. And he's like, "You want to let it go?" I say yeah. He said, "Okay, uh, this is what I need you to do. I need you to say, Mom, I love you and I forgive you.'" Amen. And I tried to say it, and I couldn't. I broke. I said, "Oh!" And I started weeping again, man. And I said, "Up, oh, if you want to let this thing go, you got to do it." And uh, and finally, I did, man. Amen. I, 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 you know, I said, "Mom, I love you. I forgive you." And instantly, man, it broke. And they prayed for me. Peace came. That old familiar spirit left that had been with me since I was a child. Childhood trauma, it left instantly. And it goes it goes to show you something about the power of forgiveness, like you stated. And it goes to show you something, too, about casting out demons. How It's not just yelling and I command you in Jesus' name to come out. It's about going to the point of pain and finding forgiveness in those areas, man. So my story, dude... Um, totally links up with what you were saying about the whole mom thing and mom chose him and you questioned it and stuff. And did you ever find anything going on with that, those areas with your mom? Have you had uh, inner counseling or deliverance or anything like that? Well, you know, um, <clears throat> with that, you know, yeah, I, I've been talking to her. Um, I've been talking to her lately because, uh, you know, not so long ago, I was talking with the pastor uh, about this uh, very same thing. And, you know, he told me that um, he had received a, a word from me. And he had told me that um, that there was one thing that I was holding on to. Um, and when I, whenever I was able to uh, find out what that is and, and let that go, that, that the Lord would just, you know, open everything up to me, um, understanding and all that. And for a couple of days, I, I had prayed on it and, you know, I had thought to, to, to call my mom. Um, but the very thought of, of me, um, 
doing that action uh, of actually of actually calling my mother, um, I knew right there that that's what it was. Um, because even when it came to me trying to uh, uh, trying to call her, whatever, I still felt uh, bitterness and, and 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 anger and not really knowing how to uh, approach her about it. But uh, but I did. I went in ahead and I did it. And once I did it. Um, I could feel the bondage that that, that, that had um, started started to break. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was able, actually able to to start loving her again. Yeah. You know, like she's still with this man. Uh, you know, I want to say that he he this man is is on his his deathbed basically. Uh, he now lives with testicular and colon cancer. Yeah. Um, not to rejoice over that, but. But to say that, you know, um, karma. If I didn't feel like he, if I didn't feel like he got what he deserved for only getting that that, that two and a half years or whatever, that God had his day. You know, God says, uh, let let vengeance be mine. You know, and I truly believe that. You know, he he may. I hope that he finds God where he's at. I really do. Uh, I pray for that. Um, you know, but but. You know, when he's when he's standing in front of the Lord, um, the Lord is going to have His judgment on him. Now, he may be able to, you know, find uh, repentance and, and 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 get to get to heaven, but he's suffering here now on earth. Yeah. You know, and 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 I think about that and like, wow, you know, like what my mom, what must my mom be thinking? Um, having to sit with him every day and and and, and go through this. Yeah. Uh, where she's having to take care of him, knowing that this result, this is the result from yeah. his actions of what he did with her children. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I used to, I used to be pretty. I remember one Fourth of July, I was at my sister's, and I had been drinking a little, and my mom was there because my sister still talks to her um, and stuff, but. I I had looked at her and um, I asked her, you know, uh, I said, uh, how how can you let the man who who's, who stuck his thing in your children stick it in you? Mm. You know, that's pretty that's pretty harsh. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the truth and, though, right? Right. She couldn't. Uh, she didn't know how to respond. So what I've been doing lately, um, with talking to her, like I, I'm just giving her the truth, straight up the truth. As much as she doesn't want to hear it, I told her that, you know, that I that I had been de- delivered, that I had found Christ, um, and I, you know, I give her a little testimony about what he's doing in my life. You know, um, she has two uh, two grandkids that uh, mine. I have a boy and a girl, uh, Cadence and Evan. Hi, baby. Uh, hopefully you're not watching this, but if you are, <laughs> <laughs> maybe later when you get older. Yeah. Um, um, but she, you know, she, she doesn't, uh, she's never been able to, to see them. I think she, she's been able to talk to them on the phone a couple of times, but, yeah. um, you know, in the future, I can see that, I can see that changing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I hope that I'm not wrong, but I kind of wanted to, to go and get with her face-to-face whenever this guy passes um, yeah. and talk to her about some things, you know, and um, 
kind of get some uh, disclosure. But what I've been doing with her is I've been telling her, look, this happened. Um, you know, our whole lives, you you didn't want to accept this, but this is the way it is. You know, I told her that I was going to try to be speaking out at, at, at different, you know, um, sexual assault events, uh, anything I could to, to try to get uh, the message out, which is yeah. why I got a hold of you. Yes, big, yeah. Um, Thank you for that, well, too, man. Right. And, and um, no, thank you. And, um, you know, I told her that she, if she wants to have a relationship with me, that, you know, that that she has to, uh, she has to see God out and let God show her the truth in this matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not only that, but so that she can find healing and forgiveness for herself because... Yeah. Honestly, bro, I think that she's in, in, in shambles. She's never been able to uh, forgive herself um, for the stance that she made on this. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of people might be asking, like, you know, where where was the rest of the family on this? How does a, a 10-year-old, you know, end up out on the streets? Um, mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, literally, I slept on, on sidewalks for a couple of years um, with people walking right over me. You know, I had my little hustles here and there, and I did what I had to do um, to survive, but nobody really lifted uh, an eye at it. You know, it's um, it's a sad thing because, uh, you know, unless something is happening in your immediate family, it's really hard for people to open up their eyes to what's really going on yeah. uh, in the bigger scope of things. Yeah. When right now, as we as we speak right now, there there are some children who are being assaulted in this manner, you know, and 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 that's that may I mean I cry, man, I cry. Uh, being a man now now that I am a man, um, God allows me to cry, man, and it's okay because yeah. I can I can be sorrowful um, for people going through this, you know. I can have sorrow for for people who are. are or caught up in in, uh, in drug addiction and uh, alcoholism, uh, you know. Okay, I, I want to say too, like my my drug addiction. Um, I started doing drugs when I was six years old. My stepfather would give me marijuana, uh, tell me to smoke it, and that it wouldn't hurt as bad. You know, so. From that, um, I began smoking all the time, whatever. And, um, you know, from from it being a, a form of release or a way to get away, it just became an addiction, um, which allows other addictions to come in. You know, I'm a firm believer. And now when I used to hear people say, oh, you know, marijuana is a gateway, um, I, I didn't want to believe that because, uh, honestly, I fought my whole life um, supporting the marijuana movement. You know, all my prison time that I did was over marijuana. I did two terms. Uh, I did five years over marijuana uh, uh, as an adult. My whole uh, my whole life, I've done 13 and a half years locked up over marijuana. So that became my my identity as well. Yeah. You know, I I believed in it in a, in a wholeheartedly. But when God started showing me the truth, when when uh, I had finally came and, and I was tired, man. And I know my, my baby's mother, uh, she's a big fan of yours, by the way. Um, she, she had been praying for months that I would come up to where she was and, and get into a, a sober living home. 
And during that time, I, I had been uh, I'd been in an accident where I was cutting in a road. Um, I flipped like 200 feet down down uh, this mountain that was steep. It was up in Malibu. Uh, it was like straight down drop. And I remember when I was going over, uh, when I knew I had lost it, I, I asked God to forgive me and to take care of my, my children. Um, but about halfway down, um, I found myself on the only fat piece of flatland on that, on that mountain. Um, and right about that time, my, my phone landed next to me. I look up, and this bobcat that I was in flew over my head. And my phone landed next to me, and I pick it up, and I had a text from my daughter telling me she loved me. You know, so right there was a yeah, uh, a mini bobcat. But there's there's no way I should have survived that. Like I honestly felt like that I was lifted up out of that thing. Uh, I didn't have a seatbelt on. I was just tumbling around in the cage. By the time it hit Pacific Coast Highway, um, it was like a can, like a smash can, Mm. you know. And I, I, I stood up and I, I looked and I, I didn't have any severed arms or nothing was missing, you nothing know, and I out. thought, yeah. how did that? Yeah, you know, it's so right there. But she had been praying for months to get me up to where she was. Um, and this was after that. And, uh, and that's when I when I, I had had enough, you know, I, I seen uh, where my actions was was leading me, you know, um, you know, I, I keep skipping around, but, you know, I went from from marijuana to doing um speed at, at uh for the first time at 12 years old that was given to me by an uncle um uh, from there um you know i i got into pills uh from pills i got into heroin you know i was a straight up junkie when i came when i finally had came uh to christ man i mean hypodermic needles and all you know, I'm not going to be ashamed of, of anything that I've done, and I'm not going to label myself anything because, you know, my, my Bible, my words is that, I, that I'm a new creation. That all mm-hmm. thing, I mean, that all things are past, you know? Yeah. You look better, man. Yeah. You look better. I was looking at some of your older pictures versus where you are now, and you look like a totally different person. The scriptures are true. You are a new creation, brother. You look way better, man. You look great. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, I feel better, you know, and, and it's not just about uh, the outside, brother. Like, I feel, um, I feel the freedom uh, that is in Christ. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, we, we, we don't understand the the depth and the scope of what he did for us on the cross, man, because I'm only, I'm only here brother, to share in, in, in his kingdom and what he, what he's done for us. Um, you know, being in, in the situation uh, that I was and, and being the old man that I was, um, if there wasn't a Christ, I would have never came, came been able to come through that, you know, and, and um, it's a sad thing, but a lot of people, are 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 trapped in, in this in this lie uh, of this you know uh, this persona or this fake fake identity that that we allow Satan to um, the fake identity that we allow Satan to 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 come in um, and do so smoothly without us even even blinking an eye at it because um, you know for one it, it, if 
if you're not in the word, you know, and and if you're not seeking God, it, it's kind of hard to see the truth through the lies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my identity was the the music that I listened to. Um, as a matter of fact, the music that I listened to was exactly who I was. You know, I was a that that dope dealer, um, just all around all around bad boy. You know that that that. Yeah that they glorify, bro, and um, that, that in itself is, a, is another subject. That's big, yeah. Yeah, that's big. So, hey, let me, let me ask you about this, because when it comes to healing, man, and I've looked at my life and, and my family members and my mom and things like that, and I've noticed that I've got healing from, like, all my childhood wounds, my traumas, my lying, stealing, cheating, deceiving, robbing. Like, I've got that that that's at the cross right and then even the deep stuff the deep stuff that nobody knows about the stuff that only only me and god know about like I, like that that stuff's gone i got healing from it i found that either you get healing from it or you carry it with you and suppress it um and people do that through different things there's i have some friends who are counselors and they teach you and christian counselors too who teach you how to go back to the point of pain and how to relive it speak forgiveness into those areas and how to deal how to cope and how to you know there's a bunch of stuff that's taken from you uh whenever you experience that type of trauma as a man or a woman at at an early age things that you don't get and you're closed off to and you don't trust people no more and you can't let it you know hugging a man seems weird to you now because the last man who was hugging you was inappropriate things like that you know i've and we see that so you either get healing from it or you suppress it so t- talk a little bit about why you need to get healing from it and why it's important not to suppress it and just carry on like everything is good how it is important to deal with it like because some people are, are living their life and they they try not to think about it even though it does come out in other areas what just like i just said you can't let nobody touch you sexual things may be off limits to you now because of remembrance of what you you happened to from a family member i've I've seen all all of these cases man talk a little bit about the importance why you need to get healing in in those areas well why we need to get healing in, in these areas uh uh is often um evident um, it, it's it's evident by by the way a person um, carries yourself, um, by what they're what they're doing uh, in their life um, to find to find healing um, for these types of things, man. It, you know, I have to give all credit to uh, to Christ and, and coming and coming to know Him. I honestly believe, man, uh, with my whole heart, that there is no other way. There is no other way but the cross. Um, you know, we 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 want to, you know, think that, you know, like I, I would suggest, you know, if you if you think you need you need counseling or whatever, um, to seek that out. But uh, I, I would suggest to first uh, seek seek Christ on the matter and. Uh, get with somebody, find a pastor, uh, find another Christian brother, or, you know, I know that you know, on your show, many people believe in, uh, in, in different things and stuff, but I'm only, I'm only talking about uh, what Christ has done for me and, and how I found forgiveness. Um, 
you know, it, it totally took me uh, just laying it all down. I mean, laying laying every bit of it down, not holding on to one thing. Um, and which I, I, you know, the devil does such a good job, bro, that uh, I didn't know how to really do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can always say that I always had a, a piece of God, but never fully understanding how to grasp all of them. Um, but it's because, I mean, when stuff happens like this, uh, Satan, Satan wants to come in, he, he bombards us um, with different distractions in our lives. Like, you know, um, you know, I went, from this stuff happening, I, I found an excuse to uh, want to suppress the, the feelings by using drugs uh, or alcohol or, yeah. or being sexual on myself, you know, um, to wanting to uh, explore at an early age and, um, you know, thank God I didn't have my first kid till I was 30. Uh, but to find healing, man, like, uh, there is no other way. Like, I, I had to take it to the cross. I got to give Jesus all the praise, glory, and honor for this. Um, okay. What? So what What? You know. what uh, happened when you found healing? So, because there's a couple, of, and, and I want to just get a, l- a little bit of detail, because there's some realms of thought and, like, christian communities and stuff so like there's a christian community is once you get saved once you go to the cross and you ask christ to come in then that's it everything's done it's over but then there's other realms of thought which i'm of that you have to you have to deal with it like specifically you have to address these things and get people to pray hey man this is what happened to me can you pray for me and then there may be counsel and there may you know the scriptures talk about healing from wise counsel and confessing your sins one to another that we may find healing like that's powerful so what was the actual like point of like okay something happened here was it at the conversion or was this was it something uh, else as well um no this is a a little bit of a process man um you know i i i think that's the biggest conception that there is that uh you know that christianity has taken a lot of flack over um you know, it's not a fly-by-night thing. You know, you don't, you'll come in and ask God, and you know, just in your heart and, and accept him. And then, you know, and just go on and keep on living the way that we're living. No, when you, when you finally find, when you finally find Christ, um, there, he begins a, um, a process, man, um, of dealing with one matter at a time, it seems. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I started, you know, he started dealing with me, um, you know, first you had to get the the drugs and stuff out, you know, and, and, and that itself is a misconception. A lot of people that I know that are in certain programs, um, you know, I'm not bashing on them or anything, but we think that once we dealt with the, the, the alcohol or, or drugs uh, that are in our life, that everything's okay and never really confronting the issue on what got you there in the first place you know so i mean for me it's it's, it's been a process uh i'm still in the process god is still uh, forever uh talking to me and, and changing with me and 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 dealing with the with the heart of the matter um specifically like yeah i, I had to you know, and, and there's a lot of things, man. I mean, there's so many different issues. Uh, I can yeah. go into issues about my, my father. I can I can go in 
into uh, the issue on on how I've been with my own children. Yeah, you yeah, know, I know, right? Um, I, it, it's 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 a mouthful, man. It's not just um, okay. I found forgiveness. I'm able to move on and be okay. Like it's so much inward working that Christ does in our hearts, man. If if we allow him. And it's called it's called the sanctification process, man. It's the hammering process where he's making us into um, what, what the scripture says that he is the potter. We are the clay and he's forming yeah. us and he's making us and he's pressing us. And it doesn't always feel good going through that stuff or, or confessing it or even when it comes up. Sometimes it's violent. It comes up and it takes years yeah. and we have to learn lessons and, and learn over and over again. But it, it's working. It yeah. is working. And so that's, that's the deal. And so you come into Christ is your story. It, it works for you. It is your story. It is, it is, it is your truth. And you can take it and share it with people who's going through similar stuff. And it works without a shadow of a doubt. It's your reality. There's nothing else that is true and it works. And, and I, I encourage you to keep doing that, man. Um, before we go, we got a few few minutes left, man. There was, was there anything that you wanted to touch on that we didn't? And we can pray before we go. But uh, was there anything that you like to the story, like the final pieces of like where you are now with it and, and how how you're moving forward, uh, helping people find victory in these areas? Um, where I am now with it is, uh, you know, co- complete trust in, in what God's doing in my life and where He's trying to to take me. Uh, I will never understand, uh, you know, hopefully I do, but as of now, I don't understand the fullness of what he's trying to do. Um, I do believe it's something in in this area uh, because he has, you know, gave me a, um, a passion for it and, and a boldness to, to speak out. But I, I really just want to touch on it. If anybody, anybody out there, uh, is going through this where you you may know somebody who who has uh who has been abused or or having some issues in their, in their lives uh drug addiction or whatever man i just i just pray that well, i don't pray I, I you know get on your hands and knees and and ask god to intercede for that person um don't try to uh you know a lot of times we don't want to deal with stuff especially coming in from the outside man i just ask that everyone open up their heart to to try to look around a little more to you know to to be affected to somebody who's hurting uh in this area and you know they may not even understand the root of it you know the root of it is straight up satan like i said before you know he's he's here to kill steal and destroy um you know there's nothing nothing anything good comes from the father above you know, mm-hmm. not not from him. He wants to pump pump fear in our hearts. He wants to pump hatred in our hearts. I mean, he literally wants to destroy us. Um, so I mean, if if anybody out there who who needs help, uh, there is a, a foundation. It's called a. You can contact them. It's Rain uh, R A I N N dot org. Uh, they deal with things in, in this area. Um, you know, I mean, and that too, I gave my name. If anybody wants to talk, they can hit me up on me- uh, Messenger. Um, if I can be in uh, any service to, to anybody to help in this area, to help shine, shed some light 
uh, on the things that, you know, Satan tries to hold us down and uh, never, never, ever, ever able to uh, allow us to find our true identity in Christ. Um, you know, I'm here. And, how, uh, so how, how um, old were you, you'd say, when you finally found healing for, the, for, for that situation? Um, it's not too long ago, man. It was this year. Wow. I see it about uh, seven months ago now. How old are you? You know, so there's, there's no, uh, like I had, like I said, like I had always, uh, I had always, you know, known Christ to believe, but I just didn't fully uh, come with full repentance. Like this yeah. I wanted to hold on to that I thought, you know, that I needed in my life. Yeah. Um, How old are you now? Uh, uh, now I'm 39. 39 so 39 years carrying the baggage the hurt the trauma it, it's affected your relationships the way you view authority authority figures men um it, your masculinity becoming a man telling talking about this and holding it in hoping nobody finds out about it 39 years and then it finally broke when it when you when you submitted it to the cross and found healing through christ man that's a beautiful story and I don't care if you're 39 years, I don't care if you're 60 years old, 70, however old you are, 15, 14, 13, like however old you are listening to this, like there is healing, man. And there are people there who uh, want to talk to you or willing to talk to you and, and they care. They're not just there, but they like people actually care. Chris is one of them. I'm one of them. Um, when it, when it happened to me, man, and, um, I, I was messed with as a, as a kid as well. And so when it would happen to me, I told my grandmother and I told my mom, they said, well, just, you know, just don't go over there no more. And I was kind of shocked. I was like, ain't they supposed to go to jail or something? Ain't something supposed to happen? Like we're supposed to call the police. I like got the nerve to say, okay, mom, this happened, you know? And I told my mom and, and I'm thinking like, we're going to go to trial and, you know, go to the cops. That's what I. That's what I had the courage up to to tell them to ready, get ready to go that walk. I just don't go over there no more. Yeah. I was like, Damn. Really? Okay. You know, and can I say this too? That you know that that scenario too. Um, when when a kid or or somebody who's being uh, abused like this, whenever he he goes to somebody or she goes to somebody that that they trust and are denied, um, man, that that is devastating. Um, I, I would say, I mean, you know, you know, there, there's signs for this, uh, for anybody who's listening, if, if you know a child who is just, uh, who's just withdrawn from, mm-hmm. from things, uh, who is angry all the time, um, and you say, well, you know, I don't know why he acts like that and whatever. Well, maybe you should try talking to the kid, get a little deeper, um, you know, go outside of yourself and, and look at the bigger, bigger scope of things. Uh, because I mean, with the statistics, the, the statistics that we have, man, uh, it is staggering, staggering, uh, how many kids are being abused out there, you know, they, and they, you know, I, like I have a couple of things here. Um, you know, this is, uh, every, every 98 seconds in, in America, an, an American is sexually assaulted. Um, every eight minutes that victim is a child. Meanwhile, only six out of every 1,000 end up in prison. Um, it says uh, DNA evidence can can increase the holding of the perpetrator 
uh, accountable. You know, so, I mean, right there it says, you know, only six out of 1,000 perpetrators get convicted and go to prison. That's crazy. Um, that's crazy. You know, so, I mean, uh, this area needs prayer. Satan uh, uh, specifically is attacking it. I mean, we're seeing it get worse and worse. We got, you know, that, you know, we see, I see a lot of, a lot more things on, on uh, uh, pedophilia and, and there's people actually out there fighting for pedophilia rights. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. And, and so, you know, and that's, that's where I like to step in and, and, and give an idea of what, what that perpetrator does to a child and what it does to his life. Yeah. Uh, and the stronghold that, that are put on that kid. And for people to, to say that it should be okay to have sex with children. Oh, uh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to be that person when they stand before the most high, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, um, it's a big issue people, um, you know, you know, try, you know, try to, uh, hopefully this opens up some eyes and we look around a, a, a little bit more to, uh, what's going on around us don't i mean mm-hmm. if you see a kid that's hurting or struggling or or on the street or homeless man uh you'll find it in your heart to to maybe stop and ask some questions or offer them a water or, or something you know because i i know how that is i know to be 10 years old what it is to be 10 years old and and be uh just feel like there there's no hope and, and no one there um and just be hungry uh yeah. And just dying for some love and affection. Yeah. So I mean. Definitely, man. It's you know we're we're very big in this spirituality here, um, and especially as if you're a Christian, <laughs> you're a believer, you should be in the spirituality too. But it's very practical. It doesn't always have to be deep, casting out demons, laying on hands. Most of the time, it's just hey, showing people that you care, showing people that you're willing to listen, and and you want you want good for them and you care about people it's really that simple like i said said from the beginning if it if this is a spirituality or or topics that you like to discuss that can't help anybody or it's not like applicable to somebody who's struggling like and it's not practical for for them i I don't really care to discuss it so i'm glad you came on bro um many people are dealing with this and, and it's been a subject that um that I've been, we've been talking about here a lot lately too. We did another show on this with uh, Anthony Cummings. So if anybody wants more info on the show, uh, definitely refer back to the interview I did with Anthony Cummings. It was a great uh, interview talking, kind of going into some more detail about this and how to find victory over it and, and talking about it. And, um, and in, in the churches and a lot of people, you know, they don't talk about this. So thanks for coming on brother. Um, Let's pray out, man. Let's pray for those people who are watching. Somebody who may be on on the verge, or or they, you know, they're dealing with some stuff. I believe that uh, that the power of God is here now to set them free, to touch them, and kind of move upon their hearts even now. Just kind of give them that nudge and that comfort. So I'll let you pray, man. I'll I'll, I'll agree with you, okay? All right. Yeah, Father, we just uh, we just thank you for this this time that uh, that you've allowed us to to come and bring the truth, Father. Father, I just ask that you just start touching uh, anybody and everybody out there, Father, that are struggling uh, with these addictions or with these strongholds on their lives, Father. Father, I just ask that you just start breaking breaking the chains right now, Father, the chains and bondage that, that that holds us down, that that uh, that Satan wants to keep on, you know, keep on our lives. Uh, you know, he, he, like I said before, he's a, he's a liar, Lord. Uh, 
Lord, through this, you get the victory. You know, uh, nothing, it's nothing but you, uh, Father. Father, I, I just ask, Father, that uh, as that I, as we go off the air here, Father, that you just, uh, that you just start breaking, breaking down the walls, Father, that 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 holds you uh, apart from from entering um, any of our hearts, Father. Father, I just pray for for all the children out there um, right now who are being. Uh, sexually abused in, in, or abused uh, in any type of way, Father, that you just be with them, Father. Um, Father, I just pray that, that if there's even any um, pedophiles or, or anybody who, who is listening, Father, I just ask that, Father, you just uh, move in. You begin to, to change your hearts, Father. Let them find some uh, some repentance. Um, Father, if I expect to uh, forgive uh, to be forgiven, uh, I need to forgive. We all do. Father, uh, I thank you for Derek. Um, I just ask, Father, that you just uh, that you just keep building him up, Father, and, and what he's trying to do by getting um, the message of, of Christ out there, Father. Um, and we just love you. We just give you all the, the, the honor, praise, and, and glory. Uh, and I say this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I pray as well. Lord, I, I thank you that um, you've shown us the way of salvation. You've shown us the way of forgiveness and healing, God. So anybody out there right now under the sound of my voice who's dealing with unforgiveness. And as soon as I said the word, the person came to, to mind and you know the person who's wronged you, the person that has a piece of you. Um, so right now we just want to release them from you release them we cut all ties right now and i just what i want you to do anybody listening right now and and that person who's wronged you who you're thinking of and it could be sexually it could be emotionally mentally um any anything we're just going to say their name on the count of three i want you to say their name one two three and then we're just simply going to say i forgive you on the count of three one two Three, I forgive you. I forgive you. Lord, as we release these people who have wronged us and have sinned against us, God, we, we pray you forgive them and we forgive them. Uh, Father, for your prayer is, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, God. And I thank you, Lord, that, that love covers a multitude of sins. And as we forgive them, Lord, that your grace and your love will shine down upon us and your forgiveness to flow to us in any area of our lives that needs healing that needs touched, God. I thank you for, for your son who, who makes all things new. Our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our sexual lives, everything, God. You touch us in, in, in places, Lord, deep down to the darkest parts of our hearts that nobody's ever seen, God. You can make all things new. And I thank you, Lord, that we find solace in you. And I pray that those who are watching right now would just be able to feel your presence, feel your Holy Spirit, and know that you are the truth, God. That you are the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by you. We bless your holy name. Amen. 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 Brother, thanks for coming on, sharing your story, man. Proud of you. Keep doing it. Whatever you need from me, I'm here for you. You need 
if you want to come back on, have a panel discussion about other topics, so much more to talk about, but keep doing it, man. Uh, go look, YouTube is full of people who have podcasts and, and have uh, audiences who need to hear this, this message, man. Keep getting it out there, brother. I'm proud of you, man. Keep doing your thing. Thank you. All right, brother. We'll catch up soon, brother. Shalom, shalom. All right, brother. All right, peace. God bless. Amen. So, um, talking about some stuff that it's kind of hard to talk about, kind of hard to open up those those wounds, man. But I think healing comes to the broken places first, and so um, we got to deal with that stuff because if we don't, it will infiltrate other areas of our lives. It'll infiltrate um, everything that we said as the areas of unconfessed sin and i think the scriptures are true man when it says that um that if we confess our sins one to another he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins um lauren hill uh she had a a, a, a mtv unplugged session and it's powerful man if you guys have not seen lauren hill's mtv unplugged session watch it man it's when she kind of came out of the entertainment business and had a relationship with God, had a relationship with Jesus and just found out who she really was outside of the lights and the glamour and the glitz. And, um, she was kind of barren at all. And she talks about that. Uh, as long as you tell them about yourself, about embrace your flaws and, 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 and confess them and stuff that nobody has nothing against you. They can't hold anything over your head because everything that you do is out in the open. You don't have to worry about somebody finding about, out about your deepest, darkest secrets and these type of things because you live in the light. The scripture says that we are to live in the light as he is in the light. And there's so much truth to that, just walking in confession. You, you, you know, almost like Eminem and 8 Mile. I don't know if you guys have seen that, that movie, but when they did the final rap battle scene and they, they had him, they kind of went in on him. So it was time for Eminem to rap. And he just started rapping about all his flaws. Yeah, I'm this. Yeah, I'm that. Yeah, I live in a trailer park. Yeah, I'm white. Yeah, I'm whack. Yeah, I'm this. And he just killed it. And they didn't have any 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 fuel on him. They didn't have any um, ammunition on him because he was just kind of laid it all out there. So, okay, we can't make fun of him for being white. He's okay with being white. We can't make fun of him for living in a trailer park or his mom not being there or a girlfriend cheating on him. He's, he just expressed all of it and he's okay with it. It, it is, it makes him who he is. And so there's so much uh, truth, even in that one scene, you know, at the end of that movie. And if I gave it away, <laughs> I'm sorry, but go back and watch it. It's still powerful, but to be in a light, to live a life style of confession. And I've seen throughout my life so many times of, uh, of just being in weird places in situations where um, have unconfessed sin. And, and this is just, when I say sin, just stuff that's killing you, bad stuff, stuff that you don't want God to see. You know what I'm saying? You hope that nobody sees um, and you confess that sin. And But uh, when you hold it in, man, it, it staggers up. And it's like when we talk about like um, clearing your chakras and letting the energy flow. And, and, and for me, the chakras, everything is symbolic as the, the root chakra with the sexual energy, the third eye, like all of that stuff is about things that are going on in your life um spiritually sexually and you to have everything aligned and everything flowing you need to have you need to be open in each one of those areas 
Like you can't have anything that you're hiding from God. And there's so many people who talk about trying to hold stuff back or trying to trick people or have a hidden agenda or a hidden motive or something like that, right? You have to be clear in everything that you're doing, in everything that you're doing, every single thing. And, and, and it's true. And, and you'll find healing in that, true in, inner healing, and you'll find peace. Um, you, don't have to, you don't have to be deceptive. You don't have to try to win the arguments. You just have to be forgiving and open and loving. And love conquers a multitude of sins. Uh, the scripture says, perfect love casts out all fear. That's powerful. I've had to stand upon that many times. But I'm telling you, man, I've been in situations as a believer, as someone who believes in Christ, and I have a relationship with Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. And uh, I've been in situations where I had unconfessed sin in my life, and it bothered me, and it's was like staggering me like a stagnant water and I couldn't get to the next place where I was supposed to be spiritually mentally destiny wise you're stuck until you confess that sin and you deal with it and um and I've I've sought the Lord in tears and confessed it to, to brothers and sisters different things and um and it doesn't have to be nothing big and crazy like childhood trauma it doesn't have to be that big it could be little stuff that um you're holding it in and um and it's blocking the flow. It's like a, it builds like a dam and the water can't get past water. Your, your energy can't flow through freely. And uh, we have to, we have to deal with that stuff. That's why we, we do what we do. And um, I, I've been doing uh, personal one-on-one sessions with people who have had that type of trauma and, and dealing with things and helping them get over it. I've been going on a lot of platforms, um, interviews and, um, healing healing shows essentially and i got some more coming up we're going to be doing open healing sessions for those who who uh aren't able to uh, book a private session but we do open healing sessions as well people call in and we just do energy work on on those areas and uh um it is it is through the power of christ through the power of love uh, to me jesus or christ represents love embodied in a person like if love became a person the word became flesh you know the word is love he sent forth he sent forth his word to heal them and um it's real man whatever you want it's real you want to walk in disbelief if you want to walk in um backbiting and gossip and slander if you want to uh quarrel everybody's out to get you that's that could be real too but you can walk in a place of peace forgiveness where everything is aligned everything is flowing freely and the things that you're creating are happening with ease and you're in the flow. Synchronicities are happening all over the place. Um, you got to continue to flow, make it happen. So with that, I'm going to say peace and shalom, man. I, I, I'm sitting here watching the, the chat room as I'm speaking as well. So thank you everybody for hanging out in, in the chat room, have, having dialogue. Jason, welcome to the podcast, man. Uh, Adam, Carolyn, um, David, everybody holding it down. Chanel popped in. Sissy, um, bunch of people, man. A cult priestess. Hey, how are y'all doing? Thank you so much for for hanging out with me here. Uh, and so, like I said, with that, I'm gonna say shalom. Uh, another reminder for those of you wanting to support what I'm doing, head on over to Patreon.com/backslash Truth Seeker. The link is in the description. The link is everywhere. Uh, if you want to support the show, even a dollar a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, whatever you want to do, you get exclusive content there, and you're helping me to continue to do what I'm doing. Um, I'm blown away by the support. Really am. It's, it's just growing. Gro- growth is good. Growth is good in every area. 
uh, Patreon and, and seeing people who believe in what I'm doing. People who want more. They, they want me to continue to do the podcast. It's just, you know, it's, it's free to consume. It's not free to produce this stuff. So thank you guys so much. Everybody who's supporting over there, you get some pretty cool stuff. I'm working on some cool music too. Patreon.com backslash true seeker. Um, like I said, I'm going to plug the other episodes. If you guys are wanting some that are on this topic, the Anthony Cummings interview that's on my, on my page. And there's another um, interview that I did over a year ago, probably two years now, but um, it's a young lady by the name of Angie Duncan and Angie Duncan was in the adult film industry and sex trafficking, all that stuff. Um, interviewed her, had her on the podcast. Very powerful episode, man. She kind of goes into some of the spiritual warfare and things behind that and coming out of that and and where she is now. And so that was a powerful episode. That's on my website as well. Angie Duncan, just type that in on the search bar and I'll probably have it as a related link in the description as well. So with that, again, everybody, God bless and shalom. Jason, man, hang out, brother. I'll do a show or a video touching on that very soon. Um, just in, if you have any questions about that question, people don't know. He's talk, he's asking about the gods of the Bible, the Jordan. He's referring back to the Jordan Maxwell show interview that we did. Uh, Jordan Maxwell mentioning the gods. Um, hit me up on Facebook, man. I'll go into some detail with that with you. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. Peace, peace. Goodbye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.